0: I just, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the Hellbeam Power Hour. <laughs>
1: back everybody to the hail ming power hour episode 51 one of the reasons i wanted to launch this episode is because i figured after the 50th episode i would remember what episode it was so as usual you are here listening to me and i am here with my brother from another mother the impenetrable the undefeatable Hmm. rick morgan
2: what what was that first word
1: i think i said impenetrable
2: yeah I, i don't know what that is
1: It means that you are not penetrated, my friend. It's a good thing.
2: Well, we'll see how this show goes. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody. Good to be back. Uh, Hope you enjoyed number 50 that we just got through releasing. Uh, We had a great time with with Andy and and Duncan, but uh, we thought we'd bring it back down and just back down to just the, the, the dynamic duo. One thing we just recently did is we all got together. Danny was kind enough to purchase me a ticket to go see a lost Italian tracked version of Suspiria that we just went to see in the theater and got to meet uh, a lot of podcasting family, got to meet uh, the great Bo Ransdale, um, Jeff X. Martin and Cootie Martin uh, from Kiss the Goat, Jerry Herring uh, from Kill the Cast and the, what do you say, Married, Married with Children podcast as well, right?
1: He has a whole podcast about Married with
3: Children.
2: That's impressive. It's a hit. Yeah, I, sure. it's
1: apparently a hit in Australia.
2: Uh, I think it's a new show there though, right? <laughs> yeah, I, don't yeah, know. I think I don't that know. actually we'll have to ask the witch. Th- He'd know.
1: I, I'm all kinds of, you know, messed up when it comes to time in Australia because the only person I really know in Australia is actually residing in the future. So
2: True. True. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, I guess uh, married with children's just as old to him as it is to us in the future. <laughs>
1: I think Katie Seagal is there, and she only has one eye.
2: Which well, she's not ever gonna age. Uh, I can't figure this thing out. It's like she's the spawn of Dick Clark.
1: <laughs> she's the spawn of Elvira and the Crypt Keeper. Uh, that's a, big, no, I that's like a vision. That's a vision for you. I, I like Katie Seagal a lot, actually. And, yeah. And uh, Ed O'Neill, you know, he he ages, but people don't seem to care. And they just still cast him and stuff.
2: <laughs> very true. Very true. Uh, we want to do uh what did you watch?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I can't wait to sink my teeth into that one.
2: Alright, here we go. Here's what did you watch? Well, I said it was. Here's what 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 did I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> what did you watch? Flying live on a rocket cycle. <laughs> Here's what did you watch? What? Did So Danny, what did you watch, man?
1: Man, it it was a it was an action packed weekend of, of watching and and having things watch me and being watched and yeah I didn't I didn't really nothing really.
2: Okay, all right. How about you? You did well, well. I got to see Suspiria
1: with you. Uh, that, I, that's true. I was there. Um, you know, I kind of closed my eyes because you know I I really needed a nap. It Had been a long day. <laughs> I missed more than half of it.
2: Oh, So so the story on this version of the movie It had the Italian soundtrack on it So even though we would grown up with seeing it in English Because the majority of the people in the movie speak English Actually there's a lot of people speaking yeah. a lot of different languages But this was uh, actually made to be shown in Italy And how it got over here and got lost in Chicago In an old abandoned theater we don't know But the thing is, is because it was totally in Italian um, They actually had a guy that was throwing up subtitles While we were watching the movie and that was pretty interesting, man. And uh, the old uh, analog soundtrack, so it wasn't bouncing off the walls; it was right in your face, and very unnerving as far as the music goes. Uh, the print was in kind of rough shape, but I really dug seeing the film like it would have been seen back in 1977. So I loved it. It is very true that um, that the
1: soundtrack, the music, the sound effects, all the all the uh, the ghost sounds and the haunting. It was all very um, extreme. It, it was a, yep. right in your face. It was disorienting, right. and uh, throughout the the film, you know, it it really kind of put you in the middle of it, and you were just as uh, as taken aback as any of the actors in the the film.
2: And I, I think that's the beauty of it, because at home you can turn it down, right? So in the in the theater, you're at the mercy of how it's set up, and that's the way it's supposed to sound. And it is, man, to get that experience and realize that. This is the way it was supposed to be, and it was supposed to make you, you know, wiggle in your seat because the sounds are kind of harsh and in your face, and you know, of course, the soundtrack for Suspiria is one of a kind. So it was just a lot of fun, man. I, I, I thank you again for taking the time to buy tickets. I also bought tickets for a good friend of mine, and, and also my daughter and, and her and uh, her husband, my son-in-law. We all kind of got together and and, and uh, visited this, and it was a ton of fun, man. I really enjoyed it. Other than that, I got to watch a little bit of uh, uh, that Burt Reynolds movie again. What was it? Uh, it's uh, uh,
1: The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas.
2: Uh, well, no, it wasn't that one. He had a car in this one. Um, he had a car. And there's a guy, the snowman, I think, drives a drives a. a oh, a the snowman is that
1: with Michael Keaton?
2: That... <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, and speaking of... of wriggling in your seat you know what about when the uh the guy doing the the subtitles just freaked out and it was kind of like the uh the credits for uh the search for the holy grail and he started throwing up stuff about moose and and they had to wrestle him out of his seat and they they hauled him out we were all trying to watch the but also there was this drama playing on they
2: get out of here you're not doing your job right and that's when they brought in uh garrett morris to just do his uh interpretation mm -hmm. for the deaf
1: well, and, and, yeah, exactly. And, and actually, b- when the subtitles were gone, they, they tried to get somebody else in the place to to give you subtitles instead. But, you know, since that guy was running the PowerPoint, he had locked his computer down. Nobody knew the password. The guy just went up there and started signing, right? Right. But I don't know sign language. Yeah. So, you know, there's a huge swath in the movie that I have no idea was going on.
2: I just thought we were at a, one of those parties where they put on the neon lights on their fingers and dance around. A rave. Yeah. That's it. A rave
1: yeah rave right. and i really i thought it was going to be like popcorn i was looking around for the giant mosquito you know
2: <laughs> the band playing the the, the music they in the breaks
1: <laughs> yeah reggae with with uh with a lead singer dressed as a clown you know all that stuff
2: <laughs> all right i guess i guess that's it for what did
0: you watch <laughs>
2: In just a second, folks.
4: (laughs) The Hail Ming Power Hour is brought to you by Hogwash. Have the cleanest pigs in town thanks to Hogwash. And loyal subjects of Mongo like you. Hail Ming!
1: All right, welcome back. And uh, you are in for a treat this week because we have a movie that you might not have thought about for some time, but that's good because your brain doesn't have to work. Rick and I are thinking for you. Yikes. We have picked a movie that, yeah, yeah.
3: It's a good thing. It's a good thing.
1: Um, We have picked a movie that uh, I think you're going to enjoy revisiting with us. And uh, if you don't, then just listen to us because we definitely enjoyed it. But in order to go to you know 2001 when this movie was made we need a time machine that 2001 yeah that's 2001 and that's not the movie but in order to go back to 2001, i watched the wrong movie (laughs) that's okay that's okay i'm sure that we can riff it and you can talk about 2001 i can talk about the other movie and it'll probably sound about right yeah (laughs) But see, it's an expensive endeavor to go back to 2001. So we have to have a time machine. We have to have time chicken maintenance. And the time chicken yep. takes time chicken oil, which is not easy to get. So we have to have sponsors. And right. I'm excited to say that, that you know, this comes with a story. I was um, on my way to work one morning and, and, I, and I blew a tire and I was like, oh no, I have to use my spare. And then I blew another tire. And you know, so I had to call a towing service. And sure enough, uh, you know, the, the first one that came up on my Google search was Campbell toe. And, uh, you know, and, and they had me at their motto. Okay. Their, their motto was, if you're in a tight spot, we'll snatch you out. All right. So, so it's Campbell toe. If you're in a tight spot, we'll snatch you out. And, and I, I talked to the guy and I said, Hey, look, we got this podcast. I think everybody would like to know about you guys. They were super professional. The guy, you know, kind of smelled funny. It was great. <laughs>
2: Well, again, uh, because we were you know in town in Nashville, you know, and got to hang out with some people. So, uh, not only is is Jerry Herring in a couple of podcasts, but he also has a side business. He's like, "Hey, man, I know you kind of you know need some help, and, and if you could just kind of could you kind of help my show a little bit or help my business? So, give me a business card." So, I'm here to tell you about his his side business, and you really are to visit it, especially if you're an animal lover. But that's Jerry Herring's Doggy Styles, and it's a dog grooming place and uh yeah so you know doggy style so it's you know jerry said he came up the there on his own and uh, his motto is uh your dog will look good even from behind
1: oh oh jerry so you know it's it's expensive do we have any other i don't, I don't have any
2: other uh... yeah i got one more it's kind of a big name but you know uh it, it's a, it's a business it's been in it's been around for a long long time uh, is it jerry's well, it's pretty close. Uh, this Take guy is, is kind of infamous. He, he's trying to... <laughs> Take another look at
3: Jerry's.
2: Help <laughs> <Hail laughs> uh, This guy's been around a long time, and he's trying to break the profession he's been in and get a serious business going. And that would be uh, Ron Jeremy's pipe cleaning. <laughs> Where well, their motto is, uh, one size fits all. Well, we have some
1: sketchy sponsors, but it does allow us to use our time machine technology to go back to the year of the movie which is really kind of our thing so without any further ado i, I think it's time to get in that time machine
2: let's jump in here we go all right oh well, where's the seatbelt
3: we don't need seatbelts
2: move you're sitting you're sitting on it. Well, here we go i ain't got time
3: just hold on the g-force has always amazed me Still got the
2: pill. Oh. Uh. Whoa, whoa! What year is this?
1: It's uh, 2001. Well, I thought I smelled cabbage. Yeah, yeah. I see the giant Ferris wheel. We're good.
2: <laughs> so, to move forward, to get going in all of this, of course we have to have a synopsis. Who, who do we got for the synopsis, Danny?
1: Oh well, you know, I managed to uh, while we we're in Texas, I, I, I caught a moment alone with uh, with Milford Brimmer. What? Are you kidding me? Yeah. And I told him we have a show coming up, and it just so happened to be one of his favorite movies. So uh, I got a synopsis from him right here. All right, let's check
2: it out.
3: 13 Ghosts. Milford Brimley here. And 13 Ghosts is a story of 13 Ghosts, which a haunted me ever since I was young and dumb. From the ghost of my great Aunt Maddie to the ghost of diabetes. It's a scary story, but a story with heart. Hope you enjoy it. I sure did. Diabetes.
1: <laughs> Man, that guy and his diabetes. I mean, yeah, he's I, a super, super
2: nice guy. Yeah, well, I'm surprised because most of the time we saw him, he was like really kind of loud and kind of angry. So for you to get him alone and him be like civil, that's, I'm surprised. He,
1: you know, I, I told him that we had a clean show and he appreciated that. And uh, and I, I told him I liked his eyeglasses. Well, yeah. and he liked that. And uh, and I patted him on the back. And I mean, it was like we had known each other for our whole lives.
2: Well, how how sweet, man! Uh, you know, it was it was neat getting to see him uh, work his his uh, his magic, and it was awesome for him to put in something for this show. So uh, thank you, Wilford, and and diabetes right back at you.
1: <laughs> diabetes, my friend.
2: <laughs> All right, so this is a a Danny Bennett special. So I'm just gonna turn and lose 2001s 13 Ghost. Super fun movie. Danny, just like always. why do we watch 13 Ghost? Man, the
1: reasons to watch 13 Ghosts are, are, are copious, but I'm gonna say that the first reason I've got to watch 13 Ghosts is the minute made product placement. Yeah, you know, you, you get through <laughs> that first scene which which we'll talk about, but and in, in like you you meet the main characters. And there's this big cart in a minute made. It's right in the middle of the breakfast table. Mm-hmm. And it probably gets as much FaceTime as any of the ghosts. I'll tell you that.
2: <laughs> More FaceTime than Monk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, cool. So I watched the wrong movie. So uh, uh, I guess I have to say why do we watch 2001? Uh, the Monkey Fight.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's pretty and they good. throw that bone up in the air and it turns becomes into a spaceship
2: space station. Yeah, man. That's state of the art. It's awesome, man. And the theme song. I really like the theme song. Uh performed by Slayer. Slayer did yeah, all you... the music for two thousand one. You know, thirteen ghosts, I'm a fan. Two thousand one, not so much. <laughs> <I> kinda <laughs> figured that.
1: <laughs> it has its place. I I you know, and some people go gaga over it. I like two thousand ten
2: better. You know what? I like 2010, but that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh,
2: oh! Snap. So, then, all right, take it away. Second reason why do we right, watch so, 13 Ghosts?
1: So my reasons are all over the place because this movie, and I'll just lay this out here, it's an hour and a half. You know, by by today's standards, this is an extremely short movie, and mm-hmm. uh, it kind of it kind of sets you up with a little bit of of. Um, background and then it just hits you with the one-two punch and then it's done and uh, I, I think that that's part of what I like about it it doesn't yep. overstay its welcome you know it, yep. it knows what it was set out to do and it doesn't
2: it. you know when you look at reviews and stuff this movie they kind of beat it up a bit but I think this movie knew exactly what it was and uh, we'll kind of elaborate Thanks. elaborate on that as we go because I don't I don't think it was what everybody expected it to be so uh but man, it, it, you're right. It is a tight 90 minute movie. I think it's exactly 90 minutes. Um, it goes by just as fast as like Army of Darkness, where it just it just moves, and you you feel like you've been watching for 40 minutes and it's over. And uh, that's yeah. that, To me, that's a credit in itself. Oh, and you know,
1: here's the thing with it. You know, it, it's um they they had a lot of concepts in it, and I, I think that they kind of traded scares for concepts and they were kind of expecting the creepiness overall of the ghosts to carry the the, the fright element. And I don't know, they were kind of pioneering that whole uh, flash cut thing where they they flashed multiple things at you and they they used that for the ghosts because the ghosts kind of were in and out of visibility. It was really heavy on the art side of it. And And the ghosts are not CGI.
2: Right, and that's the other thing I read about it too. was like, "Man, this movie is shot great. It looks great. It's just lacking the jump scares. It's lacking the you know the shock, the horror, that kind of stuff." And you know, I said we were we were talking you know before we started recording, and, and one of the reasons that I've got wrote down is it has a Sam Raimi feel about it. It's a fun, scary you know haunted house type movie. You could, and I said this to Danny earlier. You could take this and put it with. Drag me to hell and watch both movies in, in the same setting, and they would work. Um, I think the the effects of the ghosts and stuff are really cool. I love the fact of the glasses. You know, you take them off, yeah. you can't yeah. see them. You put them on, you can't see them, and you see like, you know, when they're attacking uh, Arthur's daughter and they have got her like pulling her. And it's the uh, the jackal. The jackal. The jackal. Yeah. yeah, which is which to me is the scariest one because it just rips at you well, with its think- hands and it's like, rah, rah, you know. And, uh, I think
1: the jackal was kind of they, they, they pushed him hard as the the big villain you know right I, I, but there are a few you know? so yeah so for those of you who haven't seen the movie I mean the, the the basic premise is this there's a guy who's catching ghosts for some kind of a, a, a purpose that isn't revealed until the end and he's trying to recreate a, uh, a group of ghosts called the black zodiac and all of these ghosts have kind of a uh, all the ghosts have a backstory And you know right. That's one thing If you had the DVD Which I think I had um, If you had the DVD It's got All of the backstories Of all the ghosts All their lives mm-hmm. and, uh, and they're read by um, You know Uncle Cyrus Criticos uh, uh, other, Otherwise known as Solieri Yeah You know uh, It's F. Murray Abraham Yeah Right um, But you know He reads them all And you know They kind of give you A little backstory On all these These real um, Malevolent spirits Mm-hmm. Um, and and they're, they're a big part of it. They let the art crew just go crazy, and they designed these really horrific, um, evil ghosts. And yeah, they, you like some, I said, they kind of depend weird on, ones them. In there. on them. They leaned on.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's some some really weird ones. There's some of your typical ones you've kind of seen in other things. And of course, the other side of this too is you have to remember this is a a remake of the William Castle movie, which was kind of popular, I guess you would say. So they just kind of took that story and ran with it, and did their own thing with it for sure. But I still well, think it's very well done. Yeah, if there's one thing that
1: late 90s, early 2000s movies did well, it's that awe factor. You know, there's right. a lot of, you know, they do it in The Relic, where she walks into the hotel or the, the museum, and they have that superstitions thing set up, and she walks under the ladders, and she walks through the broken mirrors, and it's like. It's, it's something that just kind of makes the audience kind of for a minute let go and watch the spectacle. Right. And with this, it's the house. Right. You know, the, I mean, Uncle Cyrus's house is, it's got glass walls, and on all the walls are these, these Latin incantations, and it's just really something to look at.
2: Huge, huge reason to watch this movie is just the house itself, man. It's incredible. I mean, for these big plates of this security glass, I guess is what we're calling it. That's how he's keeping these ghosts, trapped in these glass cages. The whole house is glass. And not only is it glass, but it's all on these cables that will shift and move them from side to side and raise them up. You know, I couldn't help but while watching it, thinking of another movie that you and I are such a big fan of, but it, it kind of reminded me of Cube in a way, cuz you had the yeah, rooms yeah. that were shifting and you, you know, you were still so disoriented to what what was going on. And I don't know, it just it, it had kind of that feel to it of yeah, the, well, the walls are moving again. Don't know where they're going, but, yeah. you know. And, and, and every
1: time the walls move, there's a potential for, you know, mortal danger.
2: Yeah, and so these ghosts are locked behind these glass, and it's got all these, not hieroglyphs, but just all kinds of encryptions all over the glass. I guess that's some set of some sort of barrier that's keeping them in there. It's a cool idea. It still looks great. And it's just fun. I mean, because one minute you could be talking to one of these ghosts. There's one guy that goes down there, and he's, like, making fun of them and stuff and hitting the glass and looking at them and calling them names. And then you get to one, and, you know, mm, the glass isn't there. <laughs> you know, so it's got that kind of setup up on things. What a great idea. Uh, a house full of moving walls that are made of glass.
1: For, for just a minute. You know, maybe we should return to the format. I really wanted to get some of this out, just overall, my thoughts on the movie. Because, yeah. like you said, I think it got beat up a little, and it might not be all that fair. You know, it's um, it had a lot of potential, and it might have had more potential than it lived up to because it was trying to just get the story done and out. Right. But if you watch the beginning sequence, it starts out with a flurry of action where... Um, uncle cyrus and his psychic sidekick um played by matthew lillard you know who who can sense the ghosts are near you know they're trying to catch the last ghost for this whole thing in this junkyard and if you've ever thought about what ghostbusters would look like if it were a horror movie right then i think this is damn close
2: this is really really good the opening of this is, is my number one reason to watch it opening sequence and it made me think, you know, they did this
1: 11 times before they caught the Juggernaut, which is this last, you know, uh, this this last ghost. That might almost make a kick-ass prequel.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could you could run with it for, you know, 11 more movies.
1: I mean, yeah, or, or at least, you know, one movie where he catches them all, you know, because, yep. you know, it was only, what, like five minutes that it took them to catch him, but it's an action-packed five minutes.
2: It's awesome. It's a great setup for the rest of the movie. It, it's... So well done. I think you're just chomping at the bit after you get past that point because when they finally catch him and he's in that glass cage, you're like, wow, that was really, really cool, man. Because you got that one guy that gets pulled into those cars, you know, they got the, the, it's, it's, it's just old junkyard yeah. and the guy gets folded in half and pulled in between like, like the hood of a car. It was great, man. I was just like, that's so cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, there, there's this, this air of danger too, you know, because, because, uh, you know Matthew Lillard's like well why'd they call this guy the breaker you know and, and he's like oh it's just local you know <laughs> it's, it's just local color you know he's he's trying to play it all off but I mean this guy if you if you read the you know the bio of the juggernaut and he was this seven foot tall serial killer who was known for breaking every bone in the body of his victims yeah. and he killed 13 people before he died and then he killed another 32 afterward as a ghost it's just it's really dark and yeah All that kind of is left to your imagination, which is, I think, part of why I like it. You know, it's like the imagination is almost better than the movie.
2: And again, tying into the whole Sam Raimi appeal of the thing is the fact of the Black Zodiac, and they're using this book to tell you the story. So it's just like Evil Dead. You've got the book here that makes these things happen. This guy's following the directions of trying to make this, this demonic stew, if you will, you know, by just finding all these ghosts and creating this atmosphere where it's gonna, you know make this big event happen I regret not watching this sooner because it's been a long, long time I I think, like I said, I hadn't seen it since it first came out It's worth watching I'd I'd watch it again right now
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean and what you say is true We're all humanaries, too We all pledge (laughs) allegiance
2: to to the Black Widow
3: Uncle Cyrus (laughs) The, The Black Zodiac
1: and also, you know, if you just you, you just feel the inclination, go check out the Black Zodiac from this. It's a it's a cool like little rabbit hole. I I, I posted one picture this Monday as a teaser mm-hmm. of uh, of one of them, the the bound woman. You know, she's she's strangled but with a necktie, and she's you know, it, and they're all just these neat little concepts. You know, they they kind of span from the eight the late eighteen hundreds to. You know present day there are these spirits they, they've captured to kind of make up this pantheon and it's the it's the torn prince the bound woman the withered lover the angry princess the pilgrimess the great child the dire mother the hammer the jackal the juggernaut the broken heart the first born son and the torso <laughs> yeah
2: the torso is awesome and, and the, and the torso, great show chap- man The great child and the dire mother are kind of one, you know. So, those two, you got two names there, but they really are a a singular ghost, I guess, because they're they're a package deal. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, man, the torso, man. That's the other thing. I mean, a reason to watch is is just the torso, man, because he's just like a a torso running around and maybe an arm flopping around, but it comes after you. It's like, that's nuts, man. (laughs)
3: <laughs>
1: exactly and like you know i think that's it you know you were saying that, that people didn't say it was scary enough it kind of isn't scary because the, the ghosts really aren't doing things to people most of the time but i mean like it's got a creep factor to it like the yes. the angry princess you know she's Ooh. she's all torn up and there's a there's a scene where and i think it was on all the commercials where shannon elizabeth is is looking in a mirror and she's she's kind of looking at her hair and she's she's enjoying this bathroom that's in the house because she's been living in this apartment with her family and the angry princess, you know, this ghost who's got all these abrasions all over her body and she has these black eyes. She just walks up and she looks at her and you know that she can't see the ghost. Yeah. And, and, and just this whole anticipation of what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, and I think that was the fear factor it was just all the creepiness of are the ghosts really going to hurt anybody? Because they look like they all could, but... Half the time they don't. They just kind of wander through.
2: Yeah, and that's that's the weird thing. You know, they they could attack, they could not. I guess it's the sense of if you actually sense them, maybe they attack you. Because yeah, well, I mean, well, now ahead. she gets she gets attacked later on though, and she she doesn't see it. I don't think when the jackal first attacks her,
1: does yeah, she see? Yeah, it? And, and no, she doesn't because it's um, she doesn't have the glasses, and it's just uh, her being, or maybe she does have the glasses and she sees it. And nobody else can see it, and, th- and it's invisible to them. But I don't think that's what um, determines whether or not they can hurt them. Mm. It's just they don't always attack. They're kind of waiting.
2: Yeah. Except
1: the jackal. You know, the jackal do,
2: does whatever it wants to.
1: Yeah, the jackal, I think that's why he's the scariest, is because he's yeah. the most violent.
3: He comes at you with huge pointed teeth. Yeah.
1: <laughs> He's, he's got a, and the and you know the the design on him we are talking about you know he's he's wearing the straight jacket yeah. he's got this cage locked around his face with the the bars in the front have been torn out and uh, yeah. you know the idea is that he was in an asylum and it burned down and he burned down with it but yeah it, it's it's creepy character effect you know the the I give applause to the artists who conceptualize yep. all these these scary yeah. beasties
2: cuz they're really really odd it's, it's kind of like the same appeal you have for like cabin in the woods you know the creatures that you see in there are these these characters could very well be mixed in with the ones that are in that movie as well they, they cuz they're yeah. just different enough they they're they're similar to things we see in other movies but they're just different enough to to kind of stand on their own so you know you've got you know the huge guy that's got the railroad spikes through his head and all that stuff. The hammer, you know. Yeah. And you know you're like, wow, you know this is this is like taking pinhead and just taking it to a whole nother level. You know, you got little pins in your face. I got
3: railroad spikes, yo.
1: Yeah, railroad spikes in his head, and yeah, yeah, exactly. And all right, so another reason I've got to watch this movie. Uh, there, there's there's a, por- a portion in it where um, you know an- another character comes in and she kind of saves the day. Yeah. And, uh, and she starts telling everybody the story of what's going on. And everybody's like, oh, you know, we're going to listen to you. And uh, except for Matthew Lillard, who who is just being Matthew Lillard. Yeah. You know him. You yeah. know what he's going to do. He, he's perfect as kind of a scene-stealing, you know, like a uh, background-chewing force in this movie. But she, she starts rifling through the stuff. And she says, well, you know, the only way to make this stop. Is for you to sacrifice yourself for your family, and then then this whole thing will come crashing down. And Matthew Lillard was like, "No, no, there's got to be another way." And he grabs the book and he flips it open, and he's like looking through it really, and he says, "And I'm gonna read Latin." <laughs> I mean, it's just—he was the right kind of comedy relief for this crap. I mean, it was just, yeah.
2: And like you said it's Matthew like Lillard, that. so he's he's gonna talk like this, man. You yeah, know, he's like, "Listen,
3: just, you gotta get out of here with your family, man."
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's just what you're gonna get.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know, and that's what you expected from him in the aughts, man. And he just came off screen, right?
2: Right. So, right. you know Or Scooby just hot I stuff. Know. I don't know if Scooby Doo was out before this or not. I think he was need to... I
1: think he started doing Shaggy afterward, but
2: Okay. Let's just hope. Well, the reason I got it kinda of ties into what you're talking about, and it's the old switcheroo. Because the whole setup of this movie, I don't know if you want me to reveal this now or do we reveal it at all, but uh, hey,
1: people know. People, people know, know not to think get spoilers.
2: Right. I mean, but, hell, uh, the movie's
1: 16 years old. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but we want them to see it for themselves, though, right?
1: Uh, uh, yeah.
2: Okay, well, well just let's just, don't, let's, don't spoil it then. Yeah, we'll we'll just, spoil it at the end. We'll, we'll, give, we'll spoil a warning. We'll just say it like this. We'll say it like this. So, Arthur, which is our main character that we follow, him and his family go through this whole situation. They're, they're in a bad situation. Uh, his wife is passed, so he's raising the kids on his own. Um, he has a rich uncle who happens to be this crazy guy that's catching ghosts. And when they're catching the juggernaut, he gets knocked off. So, will and testament, Arthur and his family get the new house. Lo and behold, ghost all in it. Now, there's a reason why he left him the house, and I'm just going to leave it at that. You have to see it okay. from there. You have to see it from there because that's the whole setup. I don't want to reveal why he's there. You, you know... Yeah, there they, you go. I mean... They're thinking they're although, they're getting the house think, because it's a nice... I mean, they live in a little cramped apartment, you know, on the bad side of town or whatever, and they're going to this place that is absolutely huge, and the walls
3: are made of glass, man! They're made of glass! You, you don't think that these are regular walls? You? <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: pretty good.
1: Thanks. Maybe he'll do a synopsis. It
3: yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: kind
1: of sounds like a like a sick Jerry Lewis.
3: Sick. Jerry okay, so my
1: next reason my next reason to watch Thirteen Ghosts is chicks pants. <laughs>
0: <Hail> <laughs> no, I mean
1: you know you know uh, you know Corwin from from Crawl, which we may or may not have covered. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Um,
2: I think it's in a future and, uh, episode or something
1: this this girl that shows up you know she shows up early in the movie when they're they're trying to catch the juggernaut and she's kind of like Greenpeace for uh for ghosts and she's like you can't capture these ghosts and make them into your slaves cyrus and he's all like get out of my face you know and it's <laughs> you. you know they yeah they just kind of set the stage for for these people have been trying to shut him down which again would work perfectly into a prequel about them catching the other 11 ghosts mm-hmm. but um and then she shows up, and she like swings down on a rope and throws a flare, and and stops the jackal from attacking poor Elizabeth Shannon, so she can or Shannon Elizabeth, so she can be in American Pie, and and uh, and she's wearing <laughs> she's wearing these shiny black leather pants, and I was like, ha, chick's pants
2: right there, absolutely
1: reason to watch the movie, yep. And and, and she's played by Ann Beth Davis, which then the name is really familiar, but mm. I can't think of her. Yeah, so yeah, she looked familiar, and I was like, man, I've seen her in something and i saw her in the credits i waited till the credits because you know because i couldn't have Googled her at the time but
2: yeah i'm a big um, fan of, i'm a big fan of what'd you say wilson phillips
1: you're a big fan of uh leather pants
2: <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, so there's my, cool. my next reason chick's right. pants <laughs> reason. <laughs> uh, well I'm, I'm gonna say shannon elizabeth is a reason uh not because yeah. I'm really, I'm not really that big of a fan, but my sister is a uh, a close clone to her. Uh, I mean, oh. As far as mannerisms, the way she acts, the way she talks, they kind of have some features in the face that are the same, but it's like watching my sister in these movies because of the way that she acts and the way she re- reacts to things. So I always get a kick out of seeing her because it just makes me think of my sister. There you go.
1: Well, that's a very personal reason that other people can't relate to. Good right.
2: job. Yeah, you know, well, it's just it's our <laughs> show. I can say what I want to, right? Well, right.
1: and and Shannon Elizabeth was actually at T- Texas last time we were there. Uh, yes, she was. She was she was doing autographs and stuff.
2: Yeah. So all right, she I was change. right
1: next to the Shermanator, I think.
2: Was right next to Wilford Brimley, wasn't she?
1: Maybe. <laughs> I, I thought she was on that row that uh, that uh, um, Tracy Lords was that one year. Right next to Jeffrey Combs, she was over on that row, oh, yeah. and the Shermanator was on the end. Probably nobody so. was going over to talk to him. Yeah, right.
2: I just probably. I think she was with Wilford Brimley, and then she moved in because she was afraid she was going to catch diabetes. So my next reason to watch <laughs> Thirteen Ghosts
1: is a sword cane man. There's a point where where you know <laughs> uh, an unexpected villain shows up, you know, at the end, and it's like, oh no, unexpected villains here, and he's got a cane, so you know it's got a sword in it.
2: Right, so wait that's a minute. That's just the kind of movie. That's this kind of party, man. So you said, what? is it Sword Kane or would it be a Kane Sword? It's a Michael Kane.
1: I'm, I'm Michael Kane, and I'm here to <laughs> Tell give you, you as many ghosts as you were wanting to have before you came here tonight. Enjoy, <laughs> Michael Kane.
2: <laughs> where the heck are we going with this? <laughs>
1: Michael's middle name is Sword. Michael Sword. Michael cane. Sword cane. Hail <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, It's
3: stupid. Oh no, man, maybe the bad
0: guy,
1: the bad guy yanks out a sword cane, and you know, it's that's always fun. That's always fun.
2: Uh, that's the, you, I still think you, you should, got the you hammer
1: cut, over here with. With a yeah. with a hammer for a hand and railroad spikes in his head, and, and you're really gonna be scared of uh, of Silly over here with a sword cane. Right. I mean, come on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. between that, it was another scene when when they're fighting uh, the juggernaut and uh, the hammer and at the, the same time.
1: The, yeah. And it's Matthew Lillard. He's like, hey, uh, hang up. Like they have this. They they took down one of the walls as a barrier. This is a cool part. You know, yeah. They took one of the walls out of its out of its frame, and they said, well, you know, if it's a barrier, it's got spells in it. Um, yeah. Then, then we can use it to block, and it worked. Yeah, but uh, but then for some inexplicable reason, Matthew Lillard's like, you know, I'm I'm to blame here. I'm gonna put you behind the barrier, and I'm gonna hang out on the outside with the juggernaut and the hammer, and get my ass handed to me. Yeah, he showed sure it. I mean, he could have hung out behind the barrier. I mean, like, what what was his point there? He didn't beat him. Yeah, dude was still yeah. stuck in the corner.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I guess he was doing that thing where he thought, eh, well, it's my time. It's time to, to pay the dues because he had helped do things that were so wrong, and now he was trying to wrong a right or right a well, wrong Well, Well, or... he did have a premonition. Right. He
1: had a premonition that yeah, he the, knew uh, he was that gonna the hammer
2: was going to kill him. Yeah, he's going to die in that house. So yeah. he just uh, he followed suit. He followed stute? He followed stute. Of Michael Kane, And we're going to follow <laughs> stute all the way to his house. Today and follow stute i'm robin leach and today we're gonna look at stute
1: <laughs> all right I, I got sword cane what's your next reason
2: uh i think i got them all i, I like the hal 2000 when he says oh what are you, what are you doing dave That that's yeah good yeah
1: and he's all like trying to unscrew the thing and right. then it's like uh, then the mission impossible music comes on oh. and, and it gets hit with the gas in his face
2: right Exactly, that's it. And uh, of course then he's when he's, sing, when he's singing daisy daisy
1: Hey, you. You like uh, movies about gladiators? <laughs>
2: You're saying a grown man, nigga? <laughs>
1: I only have a few more reasons. I mean, and, and, you know they're hey. they're kind of
2: mostly I just, just like the movie. Just like The Jack or Not, The Jack
1: My next good reason is The Jack or not. <laughs> He's my favorite.
3: Uh, hey Jack and I how's it going? <laughs> oh, I'm just hanging out. What's up with you?
2: Uh what about the, the Torn Prince? Just like the Torn Prince, swing away, buddy. Swing away.
1: Yeah, the the Torn Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, just... <laughs>
2: um Nobody so Nobody's that, ever gonna watch this movie.
1: <laughs> so so here are a few things about the movie that I liked, okay? So when they're talking about the reason why the Thirteen Ghosts were being assembled, it's to uh to create the eye of hell that can well, yeah. see the past and the future simultaneously and into the depths of hell. Like this is a great idea. It's like the, the event horizon or something. It's like, uh, Hey, this is a, like a dimension full of fire. I'll just go. it will be all right. <laughs> So, so like I got a few things. I got a when when, uh, when when Uncle Criticos gets sliced up by the machini machine that like has the spinning blades at the end. Because there's this big like uh, like Chinese calendar thing that's spinning the whole time, and these symbols are lining up mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And and then then they start like spinning around like it's a great big like uh, like whirler. You know, it's a it's a blender. And the kids are in the middle of it, and he's like, "Oh, you better go kill yourself, otherwise, that uh, <laughs> you know, these things will ch- chop up your kids." And and but you know, I mean, one thing leads to another, and, and Uncle Critico gets thrown into it, you know. And so you know, we're giving away some of it. You know? Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but but I had to say, you know, it looked like they filmed that stuff for three D. When when he got chopped up, like his limbs went everywhere, and it was like, man, yeah. that, that could have been a three D experience.
2: It, well, either that or just the fact that it was just kind of you're still in the. The phase of trying to get CGI to look halfway decent, because it really does look—no huh, pun intended—but it does look real choppy. <laughs> well, and and the
1: the machine that's running the whole thing is yeah. kind of you know it's, it's a bunch of gears and
2: it looks okay, but it, it works for that because it's it, yeah it's supposed to be metal, so it it, it does kind of work for that. But yeah, like you said, the more that you're exposed to, it, you you can't keep keep from looking uh, at it and going hmm. And I think they took that that that
1: some computer generated ghost machine, and they uh, they made it into the logo for Lionsgate Films. Exactly, so, that up looks like that thing. Yep. Um, and so so here's here's a gripe I have with it. You know, so one thing goes wrong, and this machine that looks pretty stout, it just falls apart. Yep. yep. You know, and, and I, I, yeah, I was kind of like, does is it really like you know, oh, sprawing and the whole thing goes shooting in all directions. Like, oh, you know. It probably would have been a little tougher than that. But regardless, I've got two more reasons. One is, is ghost Matthew Lillard at the end, giving yeah. everybody the thumbs up. He's I, standing, I, there, with, he's know, standing he, there
2: with Yoda and Obi-Wan. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, he shows up and he says, hey, I think you better get out of here. You know, and he tells uh, Tony Chaloub, he's like, you know, Monk, you need to, to, yeah. to get out. And, Hit the road, and, man. And Tony Shalhoub gets on out. Yeah. And then the, uh, the last thing is they have a housekeeper who, you know, <laughs> I, I love the fact that they have a housekeeper named Maggie, it was played by a, a rapper that, that worked with, uh, with Busta Rhymes and uh, Rod, Rod Digga. Yeah. Anyway, I love the fact that, you know, I was thinking, I had seen this movie and I was like, man, she's going to get killed first. <laughs> and, and pretty much, she, you know, the, the person who gets killed first is the lawyer who you really yeah. want to see
2: yeah, get oh, killed, yeah. man. Yeah. This
1: guy is like, and only... you're like, well, why isn't this guy dead already?
2: Yeah. He's kind of in on it, though, because he knows. Right. About all He knows this, so.
1: the ghosts are down there. He's got the glasses on. He's all like uh, saying things to the, the, the angry princess. He's all like, hey, babe, wrong, bad representation. <laughs> 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 and you're like, man, as soon as these doors open up, you are toast, buddy. <laughs> and that's exactly what happens. He gets chopped in half by a, by a glass door. Yep. And at that point, I said, you know, I've kind of seen this before. It's a great effect. I've seen it before. And it was it was later that I realized that Steve Beck, I, the director, also directed Ghost Ship.
0: Oh, well,
1: there you go. There you go. There you go. And it's not the same effect, but it's really similar yeah, to that. Yeah. That one good the one good thing in Ghost Ship. Because right. I,
2: that op- yeah, the opening you, scene on it. Yeah.
1: Give me a choice between 13 Ghosts and Ghost Ship. And I will watch 13 Ghosts any day of the week because Ghost Ship, I will not put any backing behind. It It was yeah. it was a big snoozer. So so the, the last thing in the movie is Maggie quits and it's kind of a you know like let's go out laughing kind of moment. Right. Um and that's really all I got except uh th- there was a Oh I-, I wanted to see how you thought about this and maybe if you watch it again you can tell me cuz you didn't mention it but there's a lot of alien and aliens in this like particularly when that lady comes in and saves them there's it's like a long hallway she yep. throws a flare yeah. the music is really similar to Alien, huh. and it almost for, for a while in the middle, it seemed like they were really trying for that claustrophobic, yeah, multiple enemy feel. Well, when you were, when, when, you were
2: like that, you know, when you were saying that, yeah, when you were saying that, that's that's the thing about it is that claustrophobic feel of the. Of course, you got the walls that are changing at all times, so you never know where something is. Uh, if you don't have the glasses on, you can't tell, anyways. It's the same thing as Skirt when he's down there with that tracker and he's trying to follow the alien. And they're saying, "No, no, it's not that way." You, you know, it's showing that something's over in this area. It's you know,
1: right, right. And they got the glasses, and only one person can wear a pair of glasses because they don't have enough for everybody. So yeah, yeah.
2: so yeah, you're I, right. And throwing the flares, very possible too. I mean, kind of a kind I of mean, a pull from that.
1: I'm not gonna say it has the staying power that Alien does. And I would say it's the kind of movie that you could put on with a bunch of people in the room Mm -hmm. and just let it play and be like, oh, look at that. It's cool. Except that it's so short.
3: Yep. Like, you know, know, if you looked away, you'd miss it. Right.
2: Yeah. Because, I mean, it's one of those where when the dialogues kind of happen and you're just kind of like, eh, you know. But the problem is, is once you do that, something else happens and you did miss something. Going back to what you were saying a while ago about the effects of that guy, the lawyer getting cut in half by the glass door it's a really good effect. It takes forever. I think they linger on it too long.
3: Mhm. But yeah.
2: What you do see pretty dang effective, man. I mean it, it, that's probably the best effect in the whole movie. They just it just lingers too long. Right and you know
1: I think a few years after that um Jennifer Lopez and uh and the Edgar suit, you know, they're in that uh Cell movie. Yeah. Yep. where they chop up that horse right. in the end of the sections and it's a very similar kind of kind the of same effect. thing yep. it's pretty neat though
2: yeah it is it, it's a it's a good example of you know that that really worked for the t- for the for the day and age that this came out that effect was and i think they knew it or they wouldn't have lingered on it so long because yeah. it takes forever for him to start separating because he's just standing there you're like and then when he starts separating it's just it takes him forever it's like if you were cut in half you're going to drop yeah. pretty quick, especially if you cut that way. You know, it's, it's not like down the middle of your forehead. It's from ear to ear across that way. And so it's, you know, you would go down quick because there's just no support for your body. But
1: anyways. Yeah, he kind of he slides down. Yeah. And I think that's part of the setup is like he's been messing with this ghost. And then she backs him into a thing and these doors slam shut, cut him in half. Right. And then she stands there and kind of looks at him like, are you dead now? You Know as he as he slumps to the ground, and and this guy was such a weasel, yeah. we were so glad to see him go. Oh, yeah, you know, just to see his hair gone, I was happy. <laughs> you know, that comb back crap, dude. Yeah, oh man, <laughs> you ready for rating time? I think we are ready for rating time.
2: All right, rating
1: time, time, time,
2: So, what do you think, Danny? What do you give this movie, man?
1: Man, we were just talking about it, but I have to say that it's uh, it's probably. I have to give it five lawyers chopped in half by glass doors. Oh.
2: all right, awesome. Yeah. I'm going to give it 48 cartons of Minute Maid juice. <laughs> <laughs> minute Maid, Minute Maid, Minute Maid, the Minute Maid, amazing soda. And a guy we haven't heard. had
1: a Minute Maid soda. A guy oh. we
2: haven't heard from in a while. We haven't talked to to uh, Brian Blessed in a while. So, uh, Brian Blessed, you still with us, man? What did you think of 13 Ghosts? Let the combat begin! To the death! Man, he wants some of that action. Sounds like he wants to get in there and take his little claw hammer thing and fight with the dude that's uh, got the the cane sword, sword cane. Yeah,
1: I think it's a hooked mace and a sword cane. And yeah,
2: That'd F be Murray good. Abraham and yeah, and F. Solieri. Axel F Murray Head.
1: When 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 uh. F. Murray Abraham goes after Amadeus and he, ha- he captures the ghost of <laughs> Beethoven. And-
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> but look, I mean,
1: Rick said it to begin with. This was my choice. 13 ghosts. I I, I want to do more movies that maybe fell away from the, the public eye, maybe didn't get a, a fair shake and everybody. And-, and I like it. Yep. So it's a it's a short movie. I. Um, I recommend it. It's a fun movie. You know, watch it with a friend, you know, right. just check out the cool effects and, uh, and don't expect to be scared. Cause it's not, it's less of a, a horror movie and more of a monster movie.
2: Well, if that makes any sense, I think it's I think it's one of those where it it's the roller coaster movie I mean it's you know you're, you're gonna have a couple of little things here that kind of make you catch you by surprise and it brings you back down you got some humor in it uh, This could be a you know uh, and, and this day and age too when it came out they were probably aiming at you know the early teens you know and I still think that age group would probably still enjoy this just from you know the, the wackiness of it. I think, it's, I think it's a very, very fun film. And like I said, you can pair this up with a lot of the movies that are favorites that have a, a, a sense of humor to them as well. Uh, a reanimator, you know, the, the Evil Dead stuff. Um, like I said, a lot of Sam Raimi stuff. So I, I think it just kind of works in that world. So, and I think it just got misrepresented. I, I think everybody was expecting, you know... Uh, just straight-out horror. And I think it, I think it's more than that. I think it's got more story than just a straight-up horror flick.
1: Well, and, you know, I, I think they were playing with different effects for ghosts at this point, too. I think mm-hmm. Paint It Black came out. They were doing that. They, a lot of movies were doing that uh, tempo thing where they would film the ghost, and right. the ghost would be moving really fast right. and then really slow. And they didn't do that with this. They just kind of spent a lot of work on making the ghosts Really well done, special effects wise. Well,
2: and they gave and them,
1: and then they, and then they filmed them in those 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 jump cuts, those those yeah. flash cuts. You know, and they
2: had all these cursed personalities. So that way, you didn't get them confused because they were all so different. So instead of the herky jerky motion, like you were talking about, where it's usually a girl with long hair and contorted in a weird way, you get a you know a mixed bag of of different characters that all of them really stand out. That none of them look alike, and, uh, right, I, and I think that's a power that it has.
1: You know, maybe if there had been, you know, maybe if it had been a, instead of a, a, a small family in the house, maybe if it had been a you know a group of co-eds who were having a house party there, then you would have had a whole bunch of kills where the yep. where the ghost stalked them down hallways. But it just it was a movie that knew what it wanted to do. And it didn't try to shoehorn a bunch of yep. victims in so that you had a bunch of gratuitous killings. Right.
2: Yeah, I think it's well put. And again, just the fact of reflecting back on William Castle and the magic that he worked back in the day, you know, taking this and trying to modernize it is not really an easy thing to do because his movies were fun movies. They were not straight up horror. I mean, uh, you know, again, we talk about popcorn all the time, and that was that mentality in, in, in Matinee. You know, when you watch these movies that are about what William Castle was able to do theater wise, was to give you an experience this movie is an experience. Yeah, I think it kind of fits in that, in that formula. So I, again, I, I think it's really well done and, uh, everyone should watch it.
1: Yeah. It, it came out when they were trying to research these kind of the house on haunted Hill and, yep. uh, H- hell house and 13 the, ghosts. They were all, yep. you know, and they, and they were all originally in like shock O vision and, you know, light O vision, smell of vision. And, you know, they just, they didn't do that gimmick. But they were trying to make it stand out in a different way,
2: and that might have might have hurt it too, because there was just a run of those. Not that you say that, because you had the haunting House on Haunted Hill, and they were just remaking every bit of that old, you know, uh, old material and trying to modernize it. So it it might have got a little lost in the shuffle during all that. But I don't know. I'd rather watch this one than really any of the other ones.
1: Yeah, I th- well, and that's why I remember this, and I saw the other ones too, and I I do remember. Um, Jeffrey Rush being really good in the house on Haunted Hill. And yeah. They had a couple. He had a whole thing where he was scaring people with bogus hauntings and right. stuff. Like the very first thing that happens is the bottom drops out in their elevator and it turns out it was all a right. video screen. And I remember that, but I don't want to revisit it. Whereas this, I was like, you know, I do want to revisit it because it has so much
2: eye candy in it. Yep. Yep. All right, cool. We'll be back in just a minute, folks.
4: Yeah! Real-time realty this is Brad how may I direct you oh hi I'm so glad you called me back. yes, I was looking into your situation I know you went through a whole lot with your last house the whole home made of glass evil spirits thing you know but don't worry we're putting that behind us. I found you a great new place yeah it it isn't a good neighborhood in fact, it's a neighborhood you're very familiar with well, the thing is it's uh. Kind of close to the glass house that was haunted by the evil spirits. How close? Directly next door to it. You can actually see it from your backyard. Now wait, 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 wait. It's a prime location. Those spirits are gone. They're trapped in that other house. Don't worry about them. This house, at least, is not haunted by evil spirits. I did not hesitate when I said that. No, you you misunderstand me here. I, I know there's a full disclosure law, and... Okay, okay. Truth is... It does have some ghosts... Wait, 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 wait. Just listen to me. These are not evil ghosts, no. They were put in the house to represent the gray zodiac. I, I know you haven't heard of that one. It's uh, not quite as famous. It's They're not evil. They are jerks, though. Who is in the Grey Zodiac? Okay, well, number one is the lazy ass. He's the ghost of a slacker. Number two, the airhead. She died while moving to Hollywood in order to break into films. Hollywood, Florida. I know. The tag-along, he just kind of shows up when he's not wanted. The rich bitch, for some reason she can't understand why a dead person can't get a line of credit. The honky-tonk, will line dance through your living room while listening to Garth Brooks. The toker, you'll barely see him. At worst, he'll raid your fridge. The panty raider, your daughter will want to get a lock for her door. The jacked, He just works out a lot. The Millennial? Less said about him, the better. The Broken Handle? He just tries to fix things that aren't actually broken. The Piss Ant? He... will piss on your carpet. The Douche? He's a douche. And the Super Freak? Yeah, that one's actually the Ghost of Rick James. Yeah, so that's kinda cool, right? Okay, okay, like, there's literally nothing in your price range, okay? It was a minor miracle I found this one. Yeah, come check it out, that's all I'm asking. Okay, I'll see you then. Bye.
3: Hello, welcome to your new home.
0: It's glass.
3: Exactly, it's very Art Deco in price to sell.
0: It does have unique decorating. What do all these walls have written on them?
3: Uh, I think it's from the manufacturer. Uh, Firewalls or something.
0: That doesn't seem right.
3: Maybe not. Check out the library. Why are all these
0: books about the occult?
3: Uh, local flavor. You can stock these shelves with books about kittens and puppies when you move in if you want. If that makes you happy. What is that? Uh, house settling? You gotta see this living room centerpiece.
0: Why is it spinning?
3: Have I showed you the front door?
0: Yeah, show yeah, me the front let's door. Yeah, let's go check back. it out. And now, did you know? With the count on the Hell Power Hour. Good evening. This is the count. Ah ha ah, ah, ha ah. ha. Today we're talking about one of my favorite movies, which involves the number one and three. That's number thirteen. Thirteen Ghost! Ah 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 ah, ah. Did you know? In the movie, the characters need special glasses to see the ghost. But in the original 13 Ghosts from 1960, viewers needed special glasses to see the ghost. This is one of the few details from the original that was kept. Did you know, in the original Thirteen Ghosts, the nephew who inherited the mansion was Cyrus Zorba. In this movie, the uncle who left his mansion to his nephew is Cyrus Kritikos. <coughs> Did you know I love to count ghosts? That's one, two, three, four ghosts, five, six, seven Eight ghosts. Nine. Ten. Eleven. Twelve. Thirteen ghosts. Ah 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 ah. Did you know? Sean, a lawyer, attracted the small cult following thanks to her brief role as the angry princess. A rumor had circulated that the role was actually played by porn actress Aria Giovanni using a pseudonym, but this is incorrect. Mrs. Giovanni was in the adult parody titled 13 Erotic Ghost from 2002. Ah, 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 ah. Did you know? The budget opening weekend box office gross and box office gross overall of this film are virtually identical within $1 million of that of House on Haunted Hill from 1999, which opened almost exactly two years earlier. Both films were adapted from stories written by Rob White and originally directed by William Castle. You've been listening to Did You Know with The Count, on the Helming Power Hour. Counting the greatest podcast in the world, the Helming Power Hour. That's one, one great podcast. Ha, 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 ha.
1: Well, thank you so very much, uh, Ming listeners. Uh, really appreciate you being here with us. Uh, our favorite movies, maybe they're not your favorite movies, but you're giving us an opportunity to sell you on them one more time. It's that whole, uh, used car salesman pitch. We're trying to sell you on it and we're trying to make you give it another try, you know, kick the tires on this thing. I don't think that you're going to regret it because, uh, it's got the pickup that it needs, and uh, it's got a little capacity in the back for the kids. And, you know, the trunk's full of gas tanks. And uh, so don't get rear ended.
2: I mean. me. Don't get rear ended. I love it because you reminded me of used cars because they're, you know, they get everybody that works there to come out and try to sell the car. It's like, go, go ahead, just stick your head in there. Smell how, smell that new smell that's in there. And guys like, no like, <laughs> oh man, just get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and he just like shoves him but, in there. <laughs>
1: Any any used car reference is a is a good reference. Oh
2: yeah, we have to do yeah, used cars just, sometime.
1: He was just screaming, Ayatollah, Ayatollah, and then they drove <laughs> they off. They just drove off, and I don't know what was going on. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The, the humor in in used cars is is singular. It's
2: top notch, Canadian. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> with all kinds of colors and styles, <laughs> a mile of with cars. With mile. That's the most blatant case of false advertising I've ever heard in my life.
2: (laughs) Flattery, flattery.
1: (laughs) He was great. Uh, But regardless of used cars, we're here to talk to you for a minute about 13 Ghosts, and we're done with that now. So we appreciate you coming in. We appreciate you giving us an opportunity. As usual, you can check out any of the fantastic shows on Legion Podcasts. Yes, you can find us on SoundCloud. Although I, I'm in charge of that, and I need to put more on there. Um, find us on iTunes. Uh, of course, we're on the streaming service on Legion. Uh, anything else? We got
2: man anywhere you other... listen to podcasts, we are there. And if you can't find us, just Google it.
1: Yeah, just Google it, you bastards.
2: <laughs> Google it, you bestage.
1: <laughs> we're glad you're here. We want you to come back. Uh, if you do revisit Thirteen Ghosts and you decide that that it was a it was a good recommendation, yeah, you know, shoot us a line about it. Yep. If you do watch it and you find out you didn't like it, well, don't talk about it. I don't want to hear that.
2: <laughs> just jump on the Facebook page and hey, I tell you what, tell us who your favorite ghost is. Tell us your favorite ghost. If you think this movie deserves being talked about, or if you just don't like it, yeah, you can you can throw all that stuff out there, and I'll just make sure Danny doesn't see the ones he don't want to see.
1: Yeah, you know, that's a good one. Yeah, I kind of thought about it. If we had more people, I think I would have asked what your favorite ghost is. But I know that, I'm Rick, what was your favorite ghost?
2: What's your favorite ghost, baby? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I like the jackal, man. I think the jackal is just flat out scary. I think, you know, look at what's happened with zombies with them being angry, running at you kind of things. Well, the, the jackal's kind of doing it before all that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I think that they were all really neat. Uh, I think that my favorite might might have been the bound <clears throat> the bound woman, you know, with the, the necktie, right. you know, thing. Uh, just something about, they, they showed her a lot, but she never moved much.
2: She didn't seem all that scary, but, like, she was just creepy. I used to watch that movie all the time. Remember that, that song? I like that one song, Peanuts in My Pants, man. It's just the best. My
3: peanuts. <laughs> they come alive when you open that sack. <laughs> my peanuts. do 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 do, do. High protein. Hit me, (laughs) monkey. All right, with that, I think we
2: probably need to step on out of here. Folks, we we enjoyed you being with us. I'm Rick. And I'm Danny. And we'll talk to you later. Adios, folks. (laughs) Hello,
1: everybody. When you have one ghost, what's better? Having two? Three? Four ghosts? What about 13 ghosts? That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Well, just remember, when you find yourself in that glass-built castle in the sky, with your friends and your family, and nothing but your hopes and dreams, the one thing that you can count on is a ghost. Just remember to show that ghost who's boss, because they're going to need to know. Save some space for your family and friends.
3: Because they're going to need you, too. You guys, have a great night. And remember, actions always
1: speak louder than catchphrases. Good night, everybody.
2: classic Curves by Dittos, the Pants for Feel
0: Good Company, a gift certificate from Maro Chan Ramen Noodles, rice a
2: All guests receive a copy of the El Ming Home Game thanks to the creative minds and special appearances of Mark Allison, Jeremy Finch, and Jacob Kennedy. Hail Ming is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. Check out all the great shows at legionpodcast.com. Hail Ming is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Legion Podcast. This is Dan Pardo saying, good night.